You're listening to ReachMD, and this is Lipid Lumination, sponsored by the National Lipid Association. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Brown, and with me today is one of my favorite people, Dr. Jerome Cohen, Emeritus Professor of Internal Medicine at St. Louis University School of Medicine and Director of Preventative Cardiology Program at the St. Louis University Health Sciences Center. Dr. Cohen has been active in cardiovascular research for more than two decades, and on top of that, he's a very practical physician. So I'm looking forward to talking with you, Jerry, today about uh, our work on the uh, Health Information Technology Manuscript and its effect on adherence to lipid therapy. Well, thank you very much, Alan. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Uh, I enjoy um, our discussions on this program, and I know it's helpful to uh, the listening audience. So thank you for inviting me. So why don't you give our listeners a little bit of background on uh, how this project went where we were trying to come up with some recommendations for health information technology. We invited uh, some experts from around the country, including uh, practitioners, uh, people who were um, uh, HIT experts, um, people from industry, um, and people who are providers, um, and people who um, have backgrounds in various types of practices, small uh, group practices, larger group practices, and uh, individual practices to get their feel on the use of HIT technology in trying to improve adherence to drugs. And in particular, we were interested in improvement of adherence uh, to statin therapy, and uh, it's their um, ability then to uh, get to an LDL cholesterol goal. And this came about because of um, the increasing use of uh, health information technology and the, um, the mandates that have been um, promulgated through um, the various legislation uh, that, that has uh, come to bear, beginning with um, the 2009-2010 uh, Act, the HITECH Act. Um, and there are now incentives for practitioners, uh, meaningful use kinds of uh, incentives so that they then can uh, partake of um, the benefits that can be derived from HIT. And we thought because of the growing use of health information technology in clinical practices around the country, it could be used importantly as a tool to help achieve something that we've been um, um, neglecting, and that is improvement with uh, compliance for chronic uh, diseases such as hypercholesterolemia and um, hypertension and diabetes. We focused on hypercholesterolemia. Uh, It was sponsored by the National Lipid Association, and uh, that is primarily what the interest of the group was. And I think all in the audience who um, are um, practitioners know that compliance over time um, declines. And um, uh, we have data that shows that when a physician writes a prescription, 12% of the time it is not even filled at all. It, um, it stays um, with the patient who doesn't go to the pharmacy. Um, and of those uh, who fill them, another 12% or so don't even start it after they've filled it. And then um, by six months or so, we know that the compliance, long-term compliance, is um, less than a half. And um, this is true of most chronic diseases, and I think that uh, it's not unique to uh, the story with uh, statins and LDL. And so we thought with the emergence of the 
HIT technology and its its use that we could then have a tool that we could use to improve compliance at least at some levels, the system level as well as the provider level, and ultimately even at the patient level where we could have um, the use of um, modern uh, communications to get to the patient as reminders. So this was the background of this conference, and we focused on uh, health information technology and variety of practices um, and uh, looked at uh, what it could achieve. And um, this was really um, a very eye-opening thing because um, there are a lot of clinics around who have used HIT, uh, successfully so, and have um, very, very impressive numbers uh, and have shown improvement in these numbers over time. Yes, well, it's very interesting, you know, the metamorphosis of electronic medical record from just, you know, documenting things to actually changing the behavior of the physician at the time the patient is in front of him. And that, you know, seemed like a, a revelation, and things are moving in that direction, obviously. And then we're going to be graded on all that, so it's helpful to have some decision support when the patient is in front of you. The whole process of you know, what was put together to look into this topic and determine how we might tackle the management of dyslipidemia was really fascinating. And, you know, I look at it as sort of a, a model for the future, which was to get all the appropriate players together, uh, those who need to use the system, those that can develop the system, and those that pay for care, and then sit down and figure out, you know, what we need to focus on to accomplish our goals and eventually, uh, after a careful review of the literature, come up with a manuscript. But it was a wonderful process to participate in. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about the process, who participated, and you know what we hope people will get out of the final manuscript. Well, um, we had participants um, from the uh, National Quality Forum, and the National Quality Forum has been out in front of um, this effort in, uh, in spreading the use of uh, HIT in meaningful ways. And they developed um, uh, measures for um, the process whereby uh, using their coded system, we could put in um, the disease states, such as atherosclerotic diseases, um, whether um, a lipid profile has been drawn, that there's a code for that, whether or not the patient's on a statin, uh, and whether the patient has achieved um, the, their LDL goal. And we focused on the higher-risk patient so that the goal, uh, by our definition, using um, um, the uh, ATP criteria was uh, less than 100. Uh, we thought that would be a, uh, an easier uh, task to, to pursue, and any number uh, could be actually uh, put into the system. And with the new uh, guidelines that have come out, uh, there's even um, more potential use of um, our efforts with regard to whether the patients want a statin or not, um, given the fact that uh, statins may be more indicated uh, among a wider group of patients than in the past. The other participants, um, we had representative of um, the uh, Kaiser Permanente of Southern California, and um, it was he who actually uh, showed some very good data with regard to improvements um, in the Kaiser practice uh, implementing uh, HIT, health information technology. 
and the number that he showed us uh, that lipid control defined um, by achieving goal was increased by 35% um, after the institution of, of the process there. And blood pressure control, just as another uh, indicator, was improved by 44%. Um, and um, these results were achieved not just by the HIT tool itself, but importantly by incorporating um, the tool as part of a, a team process. Um, because just having the tool isn't going to do it, and we've learned that from other practitioners as well. It needs to be part of a systematic use of um, a uh, healthcare team with the physician, perhaps others, including nurses, depending on the practice. Pharmacists can get be involved in this. And um, a team approach recognizing that the goal is to get the patient to continue to use their drug, in this case a statin, and thereby um, have a better achievement of their LDL goal. Other participants included um, three uh, cardiology practices, a solo practice in Florida, um, a um, moderate-sized Midwestern lipid clinic um, that um, I'm happy to say Alan Brown uh, runs and had uh, great uh, success, Alan, I think, in contributing to the conference. And then we had the larger um, a clinic from um, an academic medical center um, that was New York University headed by uh, Jamie uh, Underberg. And so um, we heard from these clinics, all of whom have experience in HIT use, and all of them agreed that it's a tool that really has a lot of potential, but it needs to be uh, used in a way that doesn't increase the workload of the clinic. And I think this is one of the more important points that came across, and that can be incorporated into a practice reasonably easily. Um, and so we set about with um, the HID providers to consider this kind of um, effort. And the HIT providers were um, uh, representatives of Practice Fusion, MD Data Core, uh, Allscripts, and uh, Medivo. And um, we had, um, as, as uh, you know, Alan, um, a meeting with the groups of providers, with the groups of HIT um, providers as well as uh, others from industry. And um, it was really uh, eye-opening because um, one of the problems that's been expressed is a failure that, to communicate between clinics or between plans and the reasons for this became apparent. Um, everyone has different programs. And uh, I think the, what we did was make an effort to achieve a first step, and I emphasize only uh, that it was a first step, to achieve some coming together so that we could work out uh, differences whereby we could communicate uh, between clinics and amongst our, uh, our, our peers. So it was a pleasure to participate, and um, we learned a lot, and we, um, I think, want to share this with the listening audience as well as those who want to go to the literature and see the printed version of it. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to ReachMD. I'm Dr. Alan Brown, and today I'm talking with Dr. Jerome Cohen about a project leading to a very recent publication in the Journal of Clinical Lipidology, on the use of health information technology to achieve lipid goals. So, Jerry, you laid out beautifully 
the participants and what our goals were. With that said, tell us what you think that our listeners should walk away with after listening to this show about uh, what we learned from the whole process. Well, it was determined that electronic health records really are important tools uh, to provide both uh, the health care providers and patients to get the guideline-specified goals. Um, but it can't be expected to drive the success alone. Just having it isn't going to do it. You've, it's got to be a commitment by the uh, healthcare provider team, usually led by a physician, and we call that person a champion. And, and I think it's important that we have a tool here, and it's only a tool that can be applied in a way, I think, that can improve uh, patient care. Um, it needs to help improve practice efficiency. This is important because physicians complain that um, you know, they're, they're understaffed and overworked and, and they don't want to see an added burden in terms of electronic health records. And we hear this a lot. And we're aware of that and cognizant of it and are working toward the fact that eventually there may be a learning curve, but eventually we see this tool as a way that will actually improve efficiency and uh, reduce um, the inefficiency that occurs in practices to try and get information to patients. Um, so the ultimate success is driven by healthcare provider team and um, the relationship with the patients to, mo uh, to motivate and um, to execute uh, with as few obstacles as possible. So a team approach is essential, um, and um, this, I think, is one of the things that we have learned. Um, the, um, the, the growing use of um, this tool has been promulgated by the uh, government, and uh, they do have uh, stages of meaningful use for um, these uh, electronic health records. Stage two of meaningful use will be kicking in, uh, which, which will mean more rigorous health information exchange, increased requirements for e-prescribing, which we did discuss, but uh, won't review today, um, and uh, more patient-controlled data. So it's here to stay. I think we need to, we physicians, that is, need to learn how to harness this uh, tool and use it effectively to improve patient care. Great. Yeah, I remember vividly a, a statement by Greg Fonteros that uh, systems turn good doctors into great doctors. And the idea that you're just going to remember to do the right thing with every patient when you're seeing 30 patients in your office, is it's just not reality. So it was exciting to hear all the opportunity uh, for decision support that could be built into an electronic record, making it more than just record keeping, but an opportunity to improve the quality of care. I'm Dr. Alan Brown, and you've been listening to Lipid Luminations, sponsored by the National Lipid Association on ReachMD. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com lipids, featuring podcasts of this and other series. Thank you very much for listening. And Dr. Cohen, thank you so much for taking time to uh, talk with us today on Lipid Luminations. My pleasure. Thank you.